Welcome to Peoria Connections, the monthly television show of the Peoria Chamber of Commerce, featuring local businesses and showcasing their expertise. I'm Scott Soldat, President and CEO of the Peoria Chamber. Later in the program, Roger Nelson, CEO of Weimar, the Western Maricopa Association of Realtors, will join us to talk about his organization's role in the West Valley. Also, if you're looking to increase your leadership skills, you will be very interested in listening to Kathy Connect from Leadership West. It's almost spring training season in Peoria, and Chris Eason from the Peoria Sports Complex is joining us today. Today we will be talking with local real estate experts. Our guests include Deborah Mitchell of West USA Realty. She is a local real estate agent who is very familiar with the West Valley. Plus, Pat Diamidi from Prospect Mortgage will be discussing the HARP program, mortgage rates, and how it's easier to qualify than you might think. Deborah, let's get started and, and tell us what some of the, like, the number one question that clients ask you when, you know, you're working with someone. I laugh because I get that question every day. People come up to me and say, is the market getting better? <laughs> and how do you respond to that? I tell them that foreclosures are going down and sales are going up. And that's good. So I'm seeing a little bit of optimism on the part of buyers and sellers that I wasn't seeing about a year ago. But what people have to understand is prices are still low. So um, it's my job to educate them and make sure they get the right answers on when to buy and sell. Excellent. As a homeowner, I'm concerned about when prices will come back on the Metro Phoenix re uh, real estate, uh, excuse me, the Metro Phoenix residential properties. What do you see? Undoubtedly, it's going to take years for prices to get back to even where they were before we took that tremendous jump in prices about five years ago. So it's really important for buyers and sellers to know when the right time to sell is. If you think about it, Scott, normal appreciation in the market was about 2% a year, and in some areas we've had more than 50% depreciation in home values. So how long is it going to take for values to come back at that rate? Absolutely. So that, that's why we're seeing some of the challenges that homeowners are having today. Exactly. And one of the main issues is, and the biggest contributor was, homeowners started seeing their private residences as an income source. And your personal residence was never meant to be an income source. I see. So how has the real estate business changed over the last few years with, with all the uh, fluctuations or, or downturn in the economy, I should yeah, say? My business has changed tremendously. In the past, I would take people to see homes, and I'd go list their homes, and I'd be writing contracts and getting paid, and it was so much fun. Now I see caution, and I see people that are scared in the market. Buyers are still waiting, many of them, to see if we've hit bottom to make an offer on a property because they want to pay the lowest price. And sellers are waiting for prices to come up to sell their homes. So it's important for me to let them know that I can be their counselor, and I, that's what I spend a lot of time doing, counseling them on the right time to buy or sell. Absolutely. And that must be a challenging conversation sometimes to have with someone who is either upside down or, or in, in a tough spot with their home. Yes, I'm not always their most popular person. When I come <laughs> tell them the house is worth half what they thought it was worth. You're right. When is the best time to sell real estate? You know, people often talk about there being a certain time of year that is better than another time of year. Um, do you have any guidance on that? Well, as far as time of year, 
that's never really been much of a fluctuation for me. The sales are the same all year, except perhaps between November and New Year's. People are focused on other things then. But as far as when you sell your home, it's really personal for every person. In other words, if your home is worth less than you paid for it, and you don't qualify for one of the federal programs that will help modify the loan and keep you in, in your property, such as HARP, then it might be the right time for you to consider short-selling your home. On the other hand, if you've ever thought about upsizing, getting a bigger home, this is a tremendous time to do it because what you're going to lose in the sale of your home is going to be small compared to what the amount of money you're going to save when you buy that big home. So this is an opportunity for people that want to upsize that they should not miss. Now is the time. Excellent. And speaking of the HARP program, Pat Diomedes here from Prospect Mortgage. And one of the things he'll be talking about today is how that program can work. But Pat, uh, welcome to the show and, and thanks for joining us. The mortgage mess has had a negative effect on many aspects of the economy. Um, do you see lending guidelines becoming more achievable for those applying for mortgages? Well, Scott, I do. I, I have to share with you. The mortgage mess happened and everybody said, go back to basics, go back to basics. What I learned basically 20 years ago were the basic fundamentals. An underwriter's job is to evaluate risk and assess risk. What a loan officer's job is, my job essentially, is to gather all the documentation up to make sure that when that underwriter evaluates risk, that they're making a cognizant decision and have all the documentation to ensure that we don't contribute to the mortgage mess and add to the additional foreclosures happening in the market today. Excellent. I hear all kinds of um, things about uh, underwater borrowers, people who are underwater in their home. Um, what programs exist to help folks stay in their home today? Well, this started a couple years ago when the industry itself figured they had to help borrowers. Um, about two years ago, they came out with a program called DU Refi Plus, which is a pro program sponsored by Fannie Mae, which the goal was, if you were upside down by up to 125%, to let you stay in your house and qualify to stay in your house, pay your mortgage, and not leave the house that you maybe raised your children in that, that you might have an emotional tie to. The problem was there was a lot of premiums involved with that program, so there wasn't that much savings when somebody was truly upside down. So on comes HARP 2. HARP 2, the biggest positive effect of the market is going to be that there will not be any loan-to-value restrictions. So regardless of what level of upside down you're on, ideally, we're going to be able to refinance your loan down to pretty close to what the current market rates are. That's incredible. What an option for, for homeowners who qualify for it. Is anyone able to qualify for a mortgage today? Is, yes, is anyone able to actually qualify for a mortgage today? We, we've added an additional role to, the, to my job as a loan officer. People have done short sales and foreclosures and all kind of things that have, if you will, mishandled their credit. So part of what we do today is, is a counselor. If somebody had some mishaps in their, in their past, we help them get to a point where they can fix it. But not fix it with fluff, actually fix it and maybe provide the education to get them qualified so they might be a more qualified homeowner. That being said, yes, we are qualifying people for loan programs. FHA is a low down payment program with 3.5% down. Uh, many, many veterans 
are out there. They can use their VA programs at 100% financing. And many veterans don't know they can use that program more than once. So there are some low down payment programs and people are qualifying. And so if there's a fear factor in thinking I will never qualify for a mortgage, it's worth the time to sit and talk to a loan officer. Excellent. How have mortgage rates been lately? What a great question. I, <laughs> I love talking about rates because I, always in the past, people say, well, what, what are rates going to do? Uh, I say always, my answer is standard. They're either going to go up, go down, or stay the same. That being said, mortgage rates are phenomenally low. And I really see the rates staying pretty competitively low for a while. Housing, as housing goes, goes the rest of the economy. So once we spark that housing market so that people are buying houses and using mortgages, everything else will come along with it. All the trades will, will be participating, utilities participate, grocery stores make more money, retail makes more money. So I think the rates will stay a little bit low for a little while longer. And if you haven't checked in mortgage rates, Depending on the day, they're in the high threes to the mid fours, which are really phenomenal. That's unbelievable. Most people have never seen that in their lifetime, have they? Never, never. Fantastic. I want to thank both of you for coming on the show today. And, and really, the, the, the real message today, I think, for, for those watching the show is that you really need to talk to an expert in order to use their expertise to determine if your situation has some options or some, some possibilities or if you can buy a home today, even if you have had some, some credit challenges. So thank you, Deborah from uh, West USA and Pat from Prospect Mortgage. We appreciate you coming on the show today. The Chamber's February luncheon was replaced with the first ever Dinner on the Diamond. With over 150 attendees, the Dinner on the Diamond was a grand slam. Sponsored by the Peoria Diamond Club and supported by the Peoria Sports Complex, the baseball-themed event showcased the upcoming spring training season and the importance of sports in our community. Keynote speaker Tom Sadler, president and CEO of the Arizona Sports and Tourism Authority, hit a home run when discussing the major funding that supports tourism and sports in Peoria. Plus, Mayor Bob Barrett spoke passionately about the upcoming Relay for Life event at the Sports Complex. Finally, Bridget Binsbacher, Executive Director of the Peoria Diamond Club, gave us an amazing talk about living an extraordinary life and how she brings that enthusiasm to her work at the Diamond Club. Peoria Chamber Toastmasters meet the first three Wednesdays of each month at 7.30 a.m. for one hour. We have an amazing group of experienced professionals who are all learning to expand their speaking skills. Joining me today is Pat Diamidi, an experienced Toastmaster and an excellent communicator. Pat, could you tell us a little bit more about the benefits of Toastmasters and why it's so important for people in business today? Absolutely, Scott. Toastmasters is an organization that is about self-help. If you want to improve your ability to communicate, Toastmasters is the place to do it. Toastmasters does it, has two structured tracks. One is a leadership tract and one is a speech tract. The speech tract runs you through 10 speeches, culminating with about a 10-minute speech using aids, 
which will help everybody in business. And talking about the ability to communicate, if you become a more effective communicator, it can't help but help grow your business. It just can't. So Toastmasters is really for people at, at all different skill levels in terms of speaking and small group to large group types of presentations, correct? Yes. I have to share on a very personal note. Uh, in my personal history, I spent 20 years in the Army. My last three years, I was on the IG team, and I had briefed many high-level officials on a regular basis. It's kind of interesting to note that in that particular environment, people had to listen to me. So the quality of the verbiage that I put out wasn't as important as it is today now that I'm running my own business. So I share with you, I was always comfortable in front of a group. Toastmasters has made me better. I'm a more effective speaker, and it's all because I'm not being measured or graded. I'm being evaluated by my peer group. I, in other words, they're telling me what they want to hear from me, which is really important. That's excellent. Thanks for talking to us about Toastmasters today. And if you're interested in joining the Peoria Chamber Toastmasters Club, please contact us at 623-979-3601 or visit our website. We'd love to have you join. The One Hour Peoria Connections Networking is the first and third Tuesday of each month. And it's held at a new location each time from 7.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. We guarantee you'll meet at least five new contacts. This event is open to anyone who wants to grow their business contacts but you must register online to participate. Today we have Roger Nelson here, CEO of WEMAR, the Western Maricopa Association of Realtors. And Roger, could you tell us a little bit about WEMAR and, and the benefits for real estate agents? Absolutely. Well, the West Maricopa Association of Realtors has been around since 1947. We started out as the, the Glendale uh, board of Realtors, and it moved, transitioned. About four or five years ago, we merged with another association, the Sun City Association, to become the West Maricopa Association of Realtors. So we've grown and expanded in that time. Uh, the association is there to provide services in, in to, uh, for its members. We have over 6,000 realtor and associate members who, who belong to our association that encompass the entire West Valley of, Arizona, or of Maricopa County. Um, we provide a number of services in, for those folks, in, including uh, education, uh, code of ethics, um, enforcement. We also do some charitable events. We do some political activities and a little bit of lobbying, working on behalf of realtors and, and private property rights within the communities. Uh, one thing that people, a lot of people don't know is to sell real estate in Arizona, you just have to have a license. You go down to the Department of Real Estate, uh, you take their test, you go through that process become a licensee and you can sell real estate. To become a realtor you have to join an association and that's one of what one of us what we do. Uh, in the state of Arizona there's 21 associations, 21 local associations and we're the fourth largest association in the state of Arizona. Um, so what are some of the benefits to a real estate agent to, to joining your association? Well there's a number of benefits. Uh, first and foremost is probably education. The opportunity to be educated to um, get additional services as far as that. I'd say the, the number one, I, I say education, the number one most of our realtors would say is access to the MLS. Um, we are a part owner of the Arizona Regional Multiple Listing System, which is one of the largest MLSs in the nation. So they have access to that. Uh, we also enforce the code of ethics so that we're trying to raise the bar a little bit amongst uh, real estate agents. 
And by doing so, it gives our, our members and the public an opportunity if an agent steps out of line from an ethical standpoint, not a legal standpoint, but an ethical standpoint, a place to go to communicate and to, to go through a process to resolve issues. Speaking of the, of the public, uh, I noticed on your website that you have a directory listing of all different types of service providers that are related to the real estate industry. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the ways that the public can use your website to locate a service provider? Well, we have a number of things. It's broken down into areas of expertise. So if you're interested in a title company, we have all those that are involved with title that are members of our association who subscribe to some of the things that, that we're trying to do as an association to raise the bar. Uh, if you're interested in um, inspectors or anything related to real estate, chances are there's a listing of someone on there who has made a commitment, um, again, subscribing to our code of ethics and, and trying to raise the bar to provide services for these, these folks. Um, in addition, there's the ability to, to look up real estate agents and see who's a member of the association and, and things like that. That's an important piece that, that consumers often miss when they do their own research on the Internet. When they go to an association, there is a level of expectation for those members Absolutely. that they have to uphold in doing business. Absolutely. W one of the things that we require is every four years, every member of the association has to take a code of ethics class. That is over and above beyond what they have to do to take their license. We require it at this point of every new member. The first thing they have to do within 90 days is, be is take a code of ethics class a three-hour class that discusses the code of ethics, discusses the um, responsibilities that they have, mm -hmm. and, and gives them kind of a, an understanding of what they're getting involved in and what's expected of them. Excellent. Before we wrap up, could you just tell us a little bit about how you're involved in public policy and, and some of the things that you've been able to do representing your members? Well, we work hard. I, I think one thing that's exciting about the association is beyond what it does for realtors, one of our prime components of our public policy position is to protect private property rights. So we work very, very hard at the local, state, and national level to protect and promote private property rights. So if you own a piece of land, we, we promote the fact that you now own the land, you can do what you want to with it. And we work closely with the, the city councils and, and the communities in an effort to try to protect that. Uh, something as simple as uh, your water rights, who's going to pay the bill? at the, when uh, someone's in the property. If you're, if you're a landowner, you have a tenant in that property, we really promote that the tenant should be responsible for that. They're the one using the service. Uh, those are a number of areas that we've, we've tried to promote and protect those property rights. That's excellent. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. We appreciate, appreciate your time. And again, Roger Nelson with Weimar, the Western Maricopa Association of Realtors. And if you'd like more information, please visit their website or uh, contact the Chamber office, we'll be happy to give you a referral. As you can see, there's a lot going on in the Peoria Chamber. Visit our calendar for up-to-date information and online registration. Speaking of the calendar, want to learn more about how to use Facebook for your business? Our next seminar is March 7th, featuring Michael Simpson from Six Vine Media, and in 90 minutes, he will show you how to effectively use Facebook. This class is limited to 30 seats, and we have 15 seats sold already. Register today on the Chamber's website. Today we're joined by Kathy Connect, Executive Director of Leadership West. She's going to tell us more about the exciting things that are going on 
at Leadership West in the next few months. Kathy, could you tell us a little bit about your organization? It'd be my pleasure. Thanks a lot, Scott. Um, I'm an alumnus of Leadership West. I went through the program in 1998 uh, in class four. And at that time, we had old, fewer than 100 of West Valley leaders that had come together from across the region. And over the last, uh, well, now we're in our class 18, and we have nearly 400 alumni. During that time, I stayed engaged as an alumnus and served on their board of directors. And it was three years ago in March that I became the first paid uh, employee of Leadership West as their executive director. Oh, wow, that's really exciting. So you've had some opportunities to really see the organization grow and change. Right, not just the organization itself, but the West Valley. And, and we're very proud of the way that our alumni have had an incredible impact in almost every aspect of how the West Valley has grown and thrived. That's amazing. I'm not sure that everyone really knows what it means when we say that, you know, you're recruiting for your 19th class. Um, what is that all about? And, and, you know, what are some of the things that the students actually go through? Oh, well, we recruit individuals who, because of who they are and what they do, are having an impact in the West Valley. And we define that as um, the 13 cities west of I-17. And um, so once you're selected, and it is a selective process because we're a pretty, um, pretty interesting group of dynamic individuals. So we have quite a few recruits every year. Um, and recruits fill out an application and then go through a selection process and a group of uh, our selection committee who's made up of alumni they select a class from about 20 to 24 individuals very diverse group of people from a variety of businesses and cities here in the West Valley and they go through a, a, a two-day retreat where they do some team building and and get to know a little bit about each other and more about the West Valley and then one day a month for nine months they have an issues-based uh, educational day and it could be on uh, education, public service, or public safety, health and human services, government. And so the idea is, as by the end of the program, these community leaders know a little bit about everything. And they're very well connected to people, individuals, community leaders who can help them reach their goals to make the West Valley a better place. That's amazing. So some of the community partners that you have are, are uh, organizations like the Arizona Republic, the New Life Center, and APS, how do they contribute to the program? Uh, well, because our alumni are so entrenched in the West Valley and are, are so impactful, a lot of organizations want to help us to, uh, to, to reach our mission and to, to grow leadership capital for the West Valley. So we are not short of, of community partners. Um, a lot of times, uh, people open up their uh, facilities for us to use. We have sponsorships, and we get fed by individuals. And, and we also are a communications partner. For example, with the Arizona Town Hall that's coming up in March, we have organizations like that that want to reach out to us because we are the community leaders, and our circles of influence are people that they want to engage with. That's incredible. So what's coming up in the future? What's on the horizon in the next few months? Well, we're very excited. We are currently recruiting for Class 19. And uh, people can learn more about us on our website, which is leadershipwest.org. And we have an event here in the city of Peoria on uh, Tuesday, March 27th. Um, they can RSVP for that event on our website. And that's an, an opportunity to have some of our alumni come and talk about what they gained from the experience and also for us to share some of the details of what's expected in the program. And then in April, we have um, our annual summit. 
and we've invited a three-time Pulitzer Prize nominated journalist Fawn Germer. Uh, she's also an international speaker on leadership and she's going to talk about um, how to lead in these quickly changing and um, sometimes challenging times. And that annual summit is going to be on uh, Thursday, March 26th at the Arizona Broadway Theater. Information about that is also on our website. That's fantastic. Thanks for joining us today to talk about Leadership West and the amazing opportunities that are available for leaders and up-and-coming leaders Absolutely. in the West Valley. My information's on the website. I love talking about Leadership West. Thanks for this opportunity. Thank you. Today, Chris Eason, Sports Complex Manager for the Peoria Sports Complex, is joining us to talk about some exciting things going on in Peoria and with spring training. Tell us a little bit about the spring training season in general, Chris. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, spring training is, is uh, definitely an interesting time. We, uh, we're going into our 19th season at the Sports Complex, which is really awesome. Um, this year we have 30 games, uh, 16 are hosted by the Padres, 14 by the Mariners. Um, so we're looking for another, another great season. That's, that's excellent. Um, the sports complex has some really cool promotions going on throughout the season. Can you tell us what some of those are? Yeah, you know, over the last few years, we've, with the new facilities opening up, we know we have to keep the fans engaged in what we're doing out there. Um, so what better way to do that than offer promotions throughout the week as much as we can. Uh, for instance, Mondays we have our family four pack, which gets your family of four in for uh, $30. It gets you tickets to the game, it gets you hot dogs, sodas, and chips. Which All is, of that for $30? Yeah, it's really That's awesome fantastic. Yep. Um, Wednesdays we have $2 hot dogs. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, which is new this year, we're offering an all-you-can-eat uh, buffet out in left field, which it's a pilot program for us, but we want to see how it takes, and then maybe next year we do it every day. Um, one of our more special days is Sundays, and that's our kids' days. We started doing that about two years ago, and uh, when we took a look at our promotions two years ago, we, we decided we didn't have enough for the kids. Um, so when the kids come out, they get to stand out on the, some lucky kids get out to stand out on the field with the players when they do the anthem. Uh, we even let a couple kids announce up in the PA booth during the game. Oh, that's it's, very it's really exciting. Cool day. And then after the game, they run the bases. What a great way to get kids involved in the game yep. and, and, and get them excited about, about baseball. This year, there's an interesting uh, situation with the Mariners heading over to Japan in the middle of spring training to play the Oakland A's. What kind of effect do you think that might have on the Mariners' spring training in Peoria? Um, you know, it might be a little early to tell right now. Um, I think it's definitely going to have an effect. Um, hopefully it, it's not a negative one. Um, you know, it's, it's a cool thing when the teams go overseas and play games like this, and those two games are actually the first two games of the MLB season. Um, so I, I think we'll still be okay. Um, I sure, I'm sure it'll have an effect in the end, though, outside of the baseball world. That's exciting, and we'll have more information about the P83 party on the Peoria Chamber website. Chris, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your time and for giving us an update on the sports complex. Today we have Katrina Eaton from United Blood Services joining us to talk about some upcoming blood drives in the city of Peoria. 
Thanks for joining us today. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about United Blood Services and what's coming up in the next couple of months? Yes, um, with United Blood Services, we're a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to make sure that when there's a patient in the hospital, that blood is available for that patient um, when they need it. And um, here in the Valley, we need over 700 people every day of the year to give blood just to keep up with the needs for all of the hospitals here in the Phoenix metro area. So um, out of all the re residents here in the Valley, we actually have about 5% of the population, one out of every 20 people that's giving blood on a regular basis. And every time that one person gives blood, they actually help save three lives. So it's a huge impact. Somebody takes an hour out of their day and they affect that patient in the hospital because there's no substitute for that blood. That's incredible. And, and people don't always realize the impact of giving blood. And so we really appreciate that, that you mentioned that. When's the next time that someone can give blood uh, here in the city of Peoria? Well, here in Peoria, um, we actually have a very special partnership. So we're actually going to be working with Peoria Sports Complex on March 10th. And we're going to have a blood drive where donors come in and they can actually receive tickets to that day's spring training game. Um, March 10th falls on a Saturday and the blood drive will be going from 9 to 1. And then afterwards, they can actually attend the game and receive a free lawn seat ticket to that day's game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then coming up on March the 22nd, we actually have annual blood drives here um, at the city of Peoria at the Public Safety Administration Building. Um, we'll actually be here on the 22nd, which is a Thursday, in the morning hours of 8 to 1. And both of these drives are also open to the public. So does someone have to register online to be able to participate? We recommend that donors do set an appointment. And a lot of times it's to ensure we can have somebody prepared to donate. So in terms of qualifications, someone needs to weigh at least 110 pounds, be at least 16 years old, and if they're 16 or 17, they'll need parental permission. Um, also, they need to have a form of picture ID and be feeling well and healthy. So if someone meets those general guidelines and they set their appointment to give, normally they can um, complete their donation in under an hour. Thanks for joining us today, Katrina, and for talking more about United Blood Services and the upcoming blood drives here in the city of Peoria. Well, that's our show for this month. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question about something you saw here today on Peoria Connections, or you have an idea, send me an email at ssoldat at peoriachamber.com.